So I will say that when I got my microphone out, I had to like literally like get dust off of the top. It's like it has been a while since we've wow. hit those hit the mics, and I'm not just using it for every day. So, Soph, are you ready for the question of the week? Yeah, let's do it. Question of the week: What was your biggest show hangover from our season two? And if you need me to, I can read a list of the shows we covered in season two. Let's yeah, let's remind. I I think I know my answers already, but let's remind the audience everything we covered season two okay i'm also going to remind our audience to su- subscribe to our podcast wherever they listen because mm-hmm. we have it broken out by seasons so in season two we covered russian doll bridgerton the flight attendant insecure behind her eyes don't say that one so if i know how much you loved it mm-hmm. sex education ted lasso parks and rec just season four outlander Mad Men, and season eight of the goldbergs which show out of those do you think you had the hardest kind of like, and when we say show hangover, like the one that like took you the longest to shake? I guess mine was um, Mad Men, but mm-hmm. it did feel like we talked about Bridgerton, like the <laughs> world kept talking about Bridgerton, like they kept fucking bringing it up uh-huh. like for two months somehow. Right. Um, which was really, and just like the ongoing drama with John Paul Page, right? Is that his name? I think it's John Page. John Page? Whatever. I, I know. Like the ongoing drama with him and just like all of it, it just felt like so that's like the, what it was like never The culture ending. you can't shake is Bridgerton. It is the culture we can shake also because we don't think it's, I don't think it's that good. I don't understand why of the of the period pieces that came out in the same like 365 degree window, a 360 day degree window, why Catherine the Great was not the pop culture phenomenon that for some reason Bridgerton was. Catherine the Great is so much better. Again, like, everyone so watched the great. Better. Everybody but watched the great on Hulu. We will be covering it when it comes so out. So much better, higher production quality, much better writing, like funny actors are better at acting like it's Uh all like better it is the better version of Richardson very frustrating (laughs) yeah I agree there's um I follow Stephanie Neal or I think her name's Stephanie Neal on Instagram and she's doing like she like does BuzzFeed like influencer reporting so she'll like post like kind of like influencer level scandals and I guess Bridgerton did like a collab with like the, a nap dress brand and it sold out then like nap dresses sold out in like 30 seconds to the point where like people who wanted to buy it don't believe that they ever existed. <laughs> so like that's been like on my feed today. So I agree that Bridgerton has somehow like stayed super relevant. Um, also like when people are like my Bridgerton, like makeup look, I'm like, it's literally just like a no makeup makeup look. Like it's right. It's, it's like no just pastel. It's like pastels and like porcelain skin. Like, I don't really know what you mean by like Bridgerton. Like you're pale. Okay. Um, yeah. Like you put um, concealer all over your face instead of foundation. Like, I don't get what it is. Yeah. But Bridgerton and Queen's Gambit definitely. And they came out the same like winter. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean. But even in those two, I like the Queen's Gambit better. Same um but it I mean it won't be more whereas Bridgerton they're gonna keep dragging this bullshit up at least another couple seasons I think Mm -hmm. what was your show hangover so I have a tie 
And then I also just have like an honorable mention, which I know sounds like a tie, but it's not that it, it was a show hangover. It's that Outlander made me dream in Scottish. It's like it, <laughs> I dreamed in accents when I was watching it, which I just feel like should be noted like for yeah. our listener. Like I, it didn't stick with me as bad as the other shows, but like I do say like a Dinakin in my head. Yeah, I know. So. Which is like, what? Like, no. okay. Um, but my two was definitely Mad Men. Like, I felt like I just like wanted to have conversations with people about it, like still to this day. And it like ended in 2015. And I'm like, no, no, no. But like, do you remember when, and it's like a very niche moment in the show. And I'm like, no, we, but I want to know what your thoughts were on that one part. Uh-huh. Like that one. And then in terms of like shows that have like changed me personally, sex education, like just like re like, I just loved it so much. I still love it. I can't wait for season two to drop in like three weeks. Maybe when, oh, when this airs, it'll probably be out. Very exciting. Um, but so that's the show that I just like, I can't think of a show I've loved more mm-hmm. than Sex Education, but Mad Men has been the one that I'm like, when people tell me they haven't watched it, I'm like, what? And then I'm like, well, I did only watch it in like December of 2020. Like, it's not <laughs> like I watched it like for years. I'm like, but it is worth it. Yeah, no, that's fair. We should probably say our names. Yeah. Hi, I'm Sophie. <laughs> and I'm Maddie. And welcome to Single Best Scene. This week's episode, we're covering the Elite Short Stories. Mm-hmm. All right. Arguably Elite, although <laughs> I heard that just I heard it pronounced that way on a podcast the other day, and I was like, oh shit, we've been saying it wrong. Whatever. How do you say Elite? I need to call it Elite. I think. I'm going to keep calling it Elite. I can't say, I can't. Elite? No. I've in all of my prep for this episode, I've panicked about how you're supposed to say Katya. Katya. Uh, Is it C A Y E? How do you say that? I think it's Katya. Katya. Like, because it's Katiana, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's Katiana. Katiana. Um. Anyway, so if you're barely makes sense either. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So if you're new here, one, we love Elite. We are like this. The drink every time you hear us say Elite, not in this episode, but in any other episode. Um, and you will black out, but elite short stories was a week long special of short episodes that they act as a prelude to the fourth season. So the stories were set to expand the elite universe. They're not a spinoff spinoff of the show, but a bridge that leads up to the fourth season premiere. There are four, each consisting of three episodes. So before we like jump in, cause we're going to listener, we're going to go a little off topic, like off format today just because it is they also went on format (laughs) yes we are following an elite footsteps and going off topic but I guess what my I do want to ask so what was your like reaction to hearing they were doing these short stories um I was like pleasantly surprised I you know it's always surprising you never really know when characters get written off shows like why Mm -hmm. because like maybe it was the plan all along maybe not maybe they asked to be written off maybe the show couldn't afford to keep them on for another season you know there's like so many reasons that that characters like make their exit and um obviously like in the last in season three at the end of three um or at the end of two right is that when Lou left no three 
Lou left at the end of three. Right. We left okay, they all left together. Lou, Nadia, Nadia, and um Carla. Carla. And then Polo RIP died. Polo, right. Yeah. Also, again, episodes full of spoilers. Yeah, full of full, chock full. Chock full. Um, but yeah, this isn't a pitch. Sorry, this isn't a pitch elite episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this, this is a uh, smack dab in the middle of three and four up season um, three and four. Yeah. If you're new to Elite, um, don't start with the short stories, start mm-hmm. with season one. <laughs> and again, watch it. It's so good. Um, yeah, watch one, two, three, and then the short stories, and then four. Um, actually, speaking of timing though, I think it's really funny. Like, I just coincidentally watched the um polo or the Guzman Cartier Rebe one last. Mm-hmm. And oh. if I would have watched it first, I would have been. <clears throat> like somewhat confused and not realizing that at the beginning of the party, she was referencing the other episode. Yeah. So I watched it in the order that they released them. So like I went on and like- What order was that? So the elite week order was the first one was Guzman, Katya, and Rebe. And then the second one was Nadia and Guzman. The third one was Omar, Ander, and Alexis. And the fourth one was Carla and Samu. Samuel. Samuel. Yeah, I I so that watched, was the order. I watched it in that order except the Guzman um Katia Rebe was I watched that one last. So yeah, I was really excited when I saw they were doing these. I thought it was really interesting because to my knowledge, like they didn't have a COVID season. Like season three wasn't interrupted by COVID. Like they wrote out the season as they wanted to and shot it as they wanted to and so like all of those characters leaving was like pre-written and it's almost like they took fan reaction and realized like huh maybe we should have like given Samuel and like Carla a storyline since like fans seemed to really like them or like right okay now Katya has like literally no friends so like what are we gonna do like I thought these were really smart way a really smart way for them to like respect the fans and like honor the kind of relationships that like through the course of the show had like run its course yeah and also give like kind of get you excited about the characters who are staying yeah I agree it was a good like transition um and like saved us a lot of time because the way that um, cause this is the, I guess then the biggest like exodus of characters mm-hmm. that, um, that the show's had and it saves us a lot of time from having to play like, where are they now? Right. At the beginning of the season, because especially with this form, the way that the way elite does it with a murder mystery, like you mm-hmm. would waste a lot of time like being right like, checking in on Katya and being like oh you well, know and you and I definitely talked about this in our original elite episode which was like one of our first ones we ever did for the podcast which is like for a show for a show that's so well done it's not character driven it's really plot driven so yeah. we like my biggest complaint was like all of these couples are like off and on depending on like where the story needs to go and not like where their characters like would actually be. 
And so I thought this was really interesting because aside from like a very small, funny, in my opinion, B plot in the Katya Guzman and Rebe story, they were just all character driven episodes. Yeah. Like they weren't plot driven. It wasn't like who did something. Right. Exactly. It was just more about like them sort of like wrapping up the personal parts of their last season, really. Right. Which is something that I think they struggle with. So I'm glad they did it. It made me, I haven't started. Have you started four yet? Yeah. Yeah. I watched it. I finished it. Yeah. Okay. I haven't started four yet, but it did make me excited. Um, it made me mainly made me excited because of this first episode. So we're just going to go in order that they were released. So the first episode, and I'll give a little like one sentence overview. So if you just like to listen to our podcast, you'll at least know kind of what we're talking about. But the first episode that aired on June 14th was the Guzman Katia and Rebe episode, which was Rebe hosts an intimate housewarming party for her friends. But the situation takes a dramatic turn with the help of drugs and an unexpected visitors, which I think is a pretty accurate overview of what happened. Pretty much. Yeah. I thought Guzman, so total side note, I thought Guzman looked so hot in this episode, in this okay. short story. Guzman looking thought- great. Guzman like, is looking great. And honestly, so is Katya. Um, yes. When she showed up in that dress that was like super low, like her dress that she was wearing to that yes. party, I was like, damn girl, like, did you sew that? Like you're poor now. Like where'd you I get know. that dress? Right. She looks, and there's something about her skin. Like it's like extra dewy now. And like it all, she continues to look really good in four. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. actress just like, I don't know what she, what, what she changed about her skincare routine or her like workout or diet. I don't know what the hell, but she looks amazing. I completely agree. It was like the first thing, I think the first thing I texted you, my sister, and then our friend Derek, who also watches, which is just like, when did this happen? Like, when did these people get so hot? Like did yeah. COVID like in Spain must've been better than here. Like <laughs> I don't look better than I did a year ago. Um, so this was such a fun episode. Yeah. I it's, I mean, spoiler, it was my favorite. Same. It was my favorite by far. (laughs) I was like when season three ended and Katya like was like doing the janitor, like she Mm -hmm. was like the janitor at the school. I was like, fuck, like I don't, I can't think of a reason for her to leave, but I don't want her here. You know what I mean? Like I was so tired of her character. But I never liked her. No, but this episode, this like 23 minute uh-huh. short story made me be like okay she might be like up there like I do like her a lot yeah she grew on me a lot like in this episode and also in four um <clears throat> good good Rebe is like my favorite character and she just does such a good job she was just such a needed character like it's kind of hard to believe that the show existed before her because mm-hmm. like she really is the glue for these kids because she's rich but like drug rich but is chill so like she is what they all have in common like she is the tension cutter right like mm-hmm. she's like hey you look great girl and you're like okay. like also do you remember Thanks. when you're like do you remember when your boyfriend like killed his sister but like you're beautiful <laughs> like right I, she or when been- like joke corner but when <laughs> when Guzman was like why did you move and she was like uh, our last place wasn't really my style and he was like uh-huh and she was like it was more your family's style <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is like an extremely likable character who doesn't necessarily have the most likable um like she like Nadia's I guess the more like I just feel like we're supposed to root for Rebe. And so they write her in a way that like she can get away with kind of saying shitty stuff without coming off bitchy like Lou or Carla yes. did. 
Like yeah. anytime she throws shade, it like makes me laugh more than makes me mad. Yes. Yeah. Like it's always very funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's, um, she's great. How did you feel about the home invasion? Oh, sorry. No, before we go into home invasion, my yeah. favorite running joke that should not be a joke, you know, when we talk about things that aren't funny, but make uh-huh. us laugh, per- laugh personally. So like, obviously like season one, one of the big, like big storylines was Marie, Mar- uh, Marina. Mm-hmm having HIV because of a boyfriend and drugs. So like Guzman hates drugs. I think that's so funny that Guzman hates drugs so much. Like when he freaked out at Andrew about smoking weed, like he just like can't, he's he's like the, yeah, he's just like the least chill, except you would think he would be this like fun party boy. No, and he's like, no chill. No, him freaking out around the drugs was like a high I got. Like I loved it so much, especially whenever he pulled out the thing and it was just all the Coke. And Renee was like, huh, my mom said she wasn't selling that anymore. And like the whole conversation between him and Katya. And he's having a fucking full on meltdown. He's like, we're just going to give them a Coke. Oh my God, wait, no, did you, the the part where he's like, I've seen the movies about the narcos, people die. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when I loved the whole conversation with him and Katya, where they were talking about, um, like the, the drug. So there's a home invasion, the drug, like some guys show up to, and they think they're uh-huh. there for the drugs. And Katya is like asking all of these questions and Guzman's answering being like, yeah, they'll kill you. Like drugs are addictive. They're bad. And she's asking like, how much money would we get for them? Like if we <laughs> yes. stole them and sold them, like, do I still have to be a janitor if I'm a drug dealer? Like, could I work for her mom? And Guzman's <gasps> like, they're bad. Like drugs are bad. No, like if Sam's yeah. about about it, like I, thought that entire scene in the bathroom was so funny until it was like extremely high stakes. Also yeah. listeners note, they were high on mushrooms the whole time. The whole time. The, and the whole time it was funny. It was yes. funny. The whole, like it was never not funny when he was like, I swear to God, Rebe, the color of that umbrella just changed. <laughs> <laughs> he does is like the hand wave and it's, Oh well, even God. when, when Katya's like, it like pulls at the bottom of the pool, like trying yeah. to like get to the pool and they pull her back and uh-huh. he's like, she's fine. And he's like, no, she just <laughs> thought she saw Polo. Like, and, she, and she's like, he was in there and she's like, yeah, honey, sure. sure. And she's like, but he said he wasn't. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. No, everything about the, even, and even Rebe said something about them murdering somebody like out loud. Like I think she it was, was like, the, oh God, like, like your boyfriend was a murderer. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I think my biggest complaint about this episode overall is that it should have been the last one. Yeah. Like it started so high that every other episode felt so heavy compared to it. Yeah, so heavy and so depressing. Um, this one was like just fun. I mean, this my favorite scene from this episode is. Are you gonna do your single best scene within or at the end? We can do that at the end. But okay, my okay. like, my like when you were laughing in the bathroom, I was laughing yeah. when they were behind the couch, and <laughs> <laughs> Rebe was like to Goose and was like, "You think of a plan." He's like, "No, you think of a plan." And she was like, "No, you think of a plan." He's like, "No, you think of a plan." <laughs> like banging on the door. And she goes, she goes, and Rebbe goes, well, at least there's three of us on two of them. Like that counts or something. And Katya goes, don't count me as one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe how likable Katya came off 
Everything in that episode. It. She was so fun. High. So funny. I also thought it was so funny when she like stabbed Guzman, but like stabbed the coat with but, like, oh, and, and, and Rebe was like, I can't do this again. Like, I can't be questioned. Like, not if <laughs> we never learn. She literally said, I'll let you, we never fucking learn. I think that was the part where where you what you were kind of mentioning earlier, where she kind of referenced the fact that you know two of their best friends have been murdered. Yeah. Um, but I love how they just all kind of looked around being like, did that did she just stab it's a bit <laughs> No. I was just giggling. I loved it so much. It was so fun. And at the um, end, them like dancing around. I was like, oh God, so mm-hmm. fun. So fun. So, so fun. Yeah. What a good one. Um, okay, moving on to the next short story, which was Nadia and Guzman, which came out on the 15th. So they just came out, you know, each day. Yeah. Nadia feels conflicted about whether or not to see her long distance boyfriend Guzman when she returns to Spain for her sister's wedding. So I wanted to like this episode. Obviously. We love Nadia. Love Nadia. Why was she so fucking annoying? She was so fucking annoying. Like I was like, bitch, it, to me, I, and I, they, the problem is like they are high schoolers, right? Like this is such like a high school problem, right? Is thinking like you're in New York, it's the end of the world, like, and everything has to be so melodramatic, but like, also I was like you're literally gonna fly back to Spain and not see him yeah and he's gonna so I thought so I was talking to my sister earlier today and one of the things that we were talking about was like why was like Nadia such a buzzkill and why was Guzman like a fucking hero like Mm -hmm. he was really sweet another thing that I loved in the first one was that Rebe just kept trying to convince Guzman that Nadia was cheating on him yes I just thought that was funny um but like why did do you think they did it so that Guzman will be able to date in season four and we won't give a shit because Nadia and him like don't work anymore like is that the point of this episode I mean I feel like the only way to yeah you either have to write Guzman as like being the doting boyfriend and like he has other roles to play right like in in the season like a t- you know a character can have a function other than dating another character yeah. right like he could you know be class president or get a job or like I don't know mentor somebody like he could have another role but I assumed that they addressed this just so that we would know actually where they stood because of course they end with this like fairy tale like oh we'll be together forever and like we'll make it work kind of thing and um like I would have been fine like I didn't need this like I would have been fine if they were gonna like let them be together or not like I don't know if I necessarily needed a whole 30 minutes of explanation on like what went on with the two of them because they are so on and off throughout the whole I know, which again is my biggest complaint. And it's specific to this character, like these two characters where it's like one episode, they're like having sex in a public place. The next episode, she like won't talk to them. They've always been so hot and cold. And they, what's really confusing is that they both are like as people Mm -hmm. really hot and cold, like Guzman, right. One, one minute will be like the doting boyfriend, such a good guy, like blah, blah, blah. And then the next minute he like loses his fucking mind and becomes like a patriarchal asshole and is like punching Samu about some stupid shit that doesn't matter and then the same with Nadia where it's like one minute she'll be chill she'll be one of the girls like hanging out being a contributing member of this friend group Mm -hmm. and then the next minute she's like my least favorite thing when they do this ever is have the girlfriend be a bitch to the boyfriend like 
Like she's a bit, she's a bit like over and over and over and over again until he breaks. And then she's like, why? Like, like then it's his fault. Right. Like, no, wait, no. Like she just like turned him down like four times, even though like earlier in the season, she like said she wanted to do whatever. Like, and I'm not saying like whatever, but it's just like her like attitude towards him is just so hot and cold and she just like tries to push him away so hard sometimes that like when he gives in it's like she's the victim all of a sudden and I'm like no like she was being toxic like yeah I mean my favorite like moment of this entire episode was when um or I guess short story was when he was like I don't want our date to be average I don't want our kisses to be average like I want to have a good fucking time right like just like let like let me be happy too And I just like, couldn't, I've never understood. And like, this is where my brain, like, I actually just don't understand this. Like I've never understand couples who are like, we're going to break up now. So that like, when we go off like before prom, so when we go to college, like it'll be easier. And it's like, well, you don't like, or like, we're not going to date because it doesn't want to, because I don't want to ruin the friendship or whatever. And it's like, once those feelings are there, whether you acknowledge them or not, they're there. So like what the minute she decided to, to continue to date him, once she left from for New York, she was going to miss him. seeing him less is only going to make them break up so like break up or take advantage of your boyfriend and like his time when you can see him right and like because I didn't about him coming to visit I was like wouldn't you don't get me started on the logistics like I understand like her like I would understand if they were broken up right well and I understand okay like if they were broken up and he was like if right if they broke up and decided to be friends yes. and he was gonna come visit her like as a friend yeah all of this would have made 100 percent sense and why she wouldn't want to see him totally if they were not yeah. dating but it they would have made dating. so much more sense but because right they decided to stay together and like and what okay so to your point about like did they set this up so that they'll like break up and he'll date somebody else in four i would agree like I've seen four, but like, I also was thinking that too, except for the fact that like the through line of this series of those, you know, the, the mini series that was this short is that they agreed that they were better on the phone. Yeah. Right. So like that, wouldn't that be like, okay, like we're going to make long distance work if we're better on the phone. Like that, that is what long distance is, is just being on the fucking phone all the time. So like, yeah I, why I give a, us that that they're good at but just then to like set us up for some sort of inevitable like breakup and for like I just don't get it so whenever I watched the first one I was like okay these are gonna be fun blah blah whatever and then this one came on and I was like oh okay this is like a fan service thing right like yeah. we the fans didn't get to see moments of Nadia and Guzman like actually happy and dating because they didn't decide to date until the like season three finale. And then she took the thing to New York. So I was like, okay, we're going to get like this super romantic three episode kind of, kind of a little bit more what we ended up getting with Carla and Samu. I thought we were going to get with Nadia and Guzman. I agree. Um, Jokes on me. But then also like, this should have been Nadia Guzman and Omar because he was in it a lot. Like I was just like- He was in it so much. And I'm very confused about the fact that we finally met this mystery yes. sister and learned nothing. 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 We learned fucking nothing about her. She had three lines, maybe. I was like, what? Why even yeah. bother? When her whole thing being like, yeah, I was like a shitty 
person, I guess, who drank alcohol and like ran away, but like I found my person. So if like you found your person, like go get them. It's like, what? Like I, it was so weird. Okay. So I do have like something that I could not let go of, which was the logistics. (laughs) So if it was so important for Nadia to go to this wedding for the family, which is what Omar kept saying, the family's happy. Mom and dad want you there. I'm going. Then why did Omar try to get Guzman to go camping that same weekend (laughs) with him and Samu and Ander and do like this little boys trip if he then had to go to the wedding? Right. Was he planning on bailing? And if so, was then Ander not invited, which probably makes sense given his family. Like I doubt Ander was invited to this wedding, but like. Oh, right. Yeah. So he like, it was, he, it was the only weekend that the boys, I just was like, what if he would have agreed? Like, couldn't we have done, like, couldn't Samu have invited him to the, I, I just was like, logistics make no sense. No, it makes no like, sense. Would he have bailed last minute when they went camping? I don't know. Like, it's like, I what? don't, it just none of it. Also, like, who plans a wedding like three weeks out? What? Yeah, I will say, and they do this with the actress who plays Nadia specifically. Um, they've done it two or three times where they give her like a stunning, like, entrance shot. Yeah. With Guzman. And they did it again when they were at the restaurant where, like, I also was like, what fucking time is this wedding? 10 a.m. Because she's meeting him for like happy hour at four. You know, and her wedding, like, outfit. But, like, the shot of her showing up on the phone of like the back of it, like, uh-huh, it was just a very beautiful uh-huh. shot. And I was like, yeah. man, they really do get a lot of really good. She gets the most she beautiful gets... shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his reaction shots to her are like three. It's like McDreamy staring at Meredith. It's like why I, I love them know. as a couple. Yeah, it, it is very Derek and Meredith. Like his, he's like the, intense dick, eye the Derek. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. This, like eye contact that's just like, I'm in love with you. Yeah, it's very sweet. It's like, very endearing. Only a few men can like actually pull it off on camera. Yeah. I look forward to this actor continuing to, to do this for his career. Yes, I need him to just, it's like they're, <sighs> they like stop breathing, but they like breathe through. Yeah. Their, I don't know how to explain it, but you, you know what? If you watch Derek is truly yeah, like, it's like they're like soaking it. them up with their eyes. It's like they literally can't believe that person is in front of them and is real. Yeah, it's a little bit. I mean, okay, loose. Obviously, neither one of us have been in love because maybe but, this is what people feel like all the time. Right. I'm assuming hypothetically, we have no idea. But there's this, um, there's this, uh, okay, this is sort of a spoiler for Lucifer, but nobody watches that show. I so thought you were going to say, there's this TikTok. <laughs> so, <sorry. laughs> I know. This is like sort of a spoiler for Lucifer, but um, so one of the angels is a minideal and um, he, the, the show, right. It's like, there's, it's a procedural. So there's a new case every week and um, Lucifer and the detective solve the cases. And every once in a while, a minideal, the brother shows up to like, not help with the case, but he's there for like the personal drama of whatever the B plot is. But um, in one of the cases, there's a murder at a nun at a, um, a nun gets murdered. So they go to, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, What are they called? I was going to say a monastery, but it might be a nun. It's not a nunnery. It's, I think it's a monastery, a monastery. I'm going to Google it. That sounds like a monastat, which is like that women's like vagina medicine. What? Um, <laughs> cut that part out. Nuns <laughs> live. Where do nuns live? Is it the monastery? A covenant? That's like the group of nuns, right? A nunnery. A monastery. Monastery. Okay. There, there, there's a, one of the nuns gets murdered at the monastery. So like all the witnesses and stuff that need to be interviewed are all nuns. And, um, <clears throat> so they bring a minute deal in because he is like, 
very into the God of all the stuff because he's God's favorite son. And, <laughs> um, the way that the, like the women, like there's like this magnetic force all of a sudden, like uh-huh. not like not with normal people, Aminadil, this is like deep in season like four of this fucking show. Aminadil has no like reaction to people when he's just looking like himself, whatever. But, and he's still like just doing like trying there to help, whatever. But like these nuns like are in awe of him. Like they're all a little bit obsessed. Like they're fangirling over him for like kind of no reason. Like they've never met him before. And I'm going to cut all of this out because this is way too long to explain, but like Aminadiel figures out that all of the angels, like they all have like a trait, right? Like Lucifer's is desire and his is like being God's favorite son, I guess. Like, I don't know, but it's like they, all the angels are, they reflect humans, whatever that thing is. So like Lucifer reflects people's desires, like back to them. Okay. So like he that mirrors. That's, why, that's of- why everybody wants to like have sex with him and stuff or like be his friend or whatever, because like, there's like this desire thing that's like on the top, like at the forefront for them. And for a minute deal, it's like, he reflects people's love of God back at them. Oh, so like, that's why they are like obsessed with, like, that's why they fangirl are fangirling over him and like, like can't look away kind of thing because like what it actually is, is like their love for God being reflected back at them, but just like, they can't, they don't know. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm, like this. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That. But anyway, that's sort of the look. that Guzman. Yeah. Well, and I think to the, to the point of the look, I, I think it's something that's so hard to master because, and you can cut this whole out too, but like, as someone who's been watching, I'm like in season seven of the vampire diaries, mm. the way Damon looks at Elena makes me kind of cringe. Like, it's like, so mm. like, I feel like sometimes the, it, the like, um, smolder or like mm-hmm. love that they're trying to come across is a little bit like, like, I feel like I'm in an intimate moment mm. versus like, you can't help that you love this person. Right. Like you're yes. not forcing this. Like you're like, I think right. the difference is in the Guzman's and the <laughs> Derek Shepherds have is, is this is how they always look at their significant other. They're not trying to make their significant other feel special. Right. Whereas yes. every other thing is like, this is how, like I'm making my person feel special. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Anyway, Guzman call me so hot so hot it's like funny to think back looking better all the time (laughs) like he has gotten more attractive each episode and arguing samu has gotten less attractive each season really i don't i hated his hair in this little short story did not look great he could use a little trim but um do you have any other thoughts about the nadia and guzman not really thing i thought it was shot beautifully um i thought guzman was too understanding yeah like he and was like fine you can come to spain and be it was like he was being too accommodating which is why i just assumed they were going to break up and then when they didn't i was like well what a waste of time right it was a really and even after seeing four i think it was such a weird episode like like you said we didn't get what we got with samu and and carla and i just don't really understand why they did it i also was like and honestly this is kind of a complaint i have of the character of nadia which is like why do you intentionally, and maybe it's not intentional, but like, why are you written to make situations more difficult? Like your conversation with Omar, you were making it harder. Like your conversation with Guzman, like, does it ever get exhausting being a roadblock? Like, that's what you are. Like you are like in the way of your own happiness, of your significant other's happiness, of your family's happiness by being this like weird moral high ground. And I don't even think 
in this, at least it had nothing to do with like her religious beliefs. Like, it's not like I'm like, I think it's even that way. No, like, I think I don't she's think, just, I don't have anything to do with it. So she no, she's just like, she's just written, which like, I just would never want to be friends with someone who's that fucking difficult. No, so it was like irritating to me. Well, and it's really weird just in general that like goose, I mean, like, okay, I guess as uh, if if these were two real people it would make mm-hmm. sense honestly that Nadia and Guzman got together because they're both so fucking uptight and they both think that like they have a moral high ground all the time yeah. like they would just fucking agree about everything because they think that they like have the authority but like but in- he doesn't ever fight back against her like it no. took him like but like 20 minutes of the 30 minute episode for him to be like, no, I actually want to be on a fucking date. No, I, no, I agree. But like, as a person, right. Like that's such a role that his character plays is like, like, yeah. like we were saying in the other episode, how he's like, no drugs, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. drugs are bad. Like that's all, like, right. Would that not, would Nadia in the exact same situation, not say the same thing. Like yeah. it just, well, she would be worse. So weird it, yeah. that they have two characters that are so similar date. Cause normally, right. It's like a yin and a yang, like Carla and Samu, where it's like, oh, they bring out different things in each other. So that's why it's like, when I'm like, are they going to be together? Are they not like at this point? Like mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. like I love the beauty of their like how they shoot all their stuff and I do like Guzman better when he's in love with Nadia but I think when you and I like when we when people talk about elite if their favorite couple is Nadia and Guzman it's because they think of their story as a whole and not break it down like yeah. kind of how we do For because sure. if I were just to tell someone about it it's so romantic like the things in trials and tribulations, but you would assume that they were dating the whole time. No, they're mostly broken up for this series. They're, I think they've, the most they've ever dated is when she was written off the show. Like he was dating Lou until like, yeah, like, so, but I think the, the stuff that they overcame and like Guzman, I also think it's so funny. And it's kind of like what they did on One Tree Hill where like, Nathan was the bad boy and then they like by episode nine they were like well he's just gonna marry Haley and like be nice and like we'll just like toy with like Lucas being a bad boy sometimes and we'll just bring in one um they kind of that with Guzman like we're like by episode three he was like I'm not gonna really try to sleep with Nadia anymore because I think I like her and she's Mm -hmm. like a nice person Lou so it's like they flipped his character so quickly to being like the moral backbone and not like like he still was like a dick Mm, yeah he was but they gave him a reason for being a dick so quickly right yeah and so now he's still kind of written like the cool popular guy but like if you look at the show as a whole he's the most moral and arguably kindest to other people character because like omar and andrew cheat on each other all the time like samu like has his whole like the way he was like messing with everyone like when he like faked his own kidnapping and did all of that stuff like guzman's the most like normal <laughs> yeah but he no, was not written that way I don't think I think they just were like we won't make him the bad guy I think like, it's hilarious that we haven't seen Guzman's parents since season one <laughs> well we saw Spoiler, his mom, we don't see them in four either we saw his mom in the episode like in season two in their like little tiny house when Polo and Anders spent the night oh, but really? it was like she was, her she like popped she her head in and was like oh it's so good yeah oh, they were just like you guys together again yeah yeah they were like, no parent budgets, hundred <laughs> percent. Anders' mom, Omar's dad. That's it. That's it. We don't and need any other parents here, except for in season three when it could have just been called like Carla's dad's show. 
Carla's dad, right? He was in <laughs> way too much of that season. And I guess Rebe's mom is a fair yes. amount in it. Yes. But she basically is treated like another one of the kids. Like she really just. Yeah. So, okay. Moving on. Let's go to our next short story. Um, so the next one was Omar, Ander, and Alexis. So now in remissious, remish, now in remission, Ander is set on spending his summer helping Alexis, his chemo partner, go through treatment. I had no memory of Alexis. Me neither, none. I was like, who? I looked him up to be like, oh, he was actually in season three. Really? Yes. So he was the one, I guess he did actually come up with the lie. So this to me was like a very neutral episode, but it did fill in a lot of blanks about season three holes that I had for Ander and Omar. Yeah, I agree. Like the way they got over the cheating, the fact that like Omar hooked up with. It explained the inner workings of their relationship a lot. Yes. Like this which was is good, super important for season four. Actually, This was a good plot like plot and character driven episode with Alexis just being like a sad character. It's very sad. Yes. Um, so what were your feelings about this episode? Um, yeah, I feel like the whole time I was like a little bit confused, but intrigued. Mm -hmm. Like that was just like my vibe, the whole, the entire episode where I was kind of like figuring out, I was like, should I know who this guy is? And but like Omar and and Ander seemed like finally to be in a pretty good place and like super secure, which was really cool to see. And yeah. that's pretty much all the thoughts I have. So I questioned why Omar's name was in the title of this episode <laughs> since he was barely in it. Like he was honestly in Guzman and Nadia's more. A hundred percent. Um I won. Andrew never looked better. Best he's ever looked in his little short story. Yes. I will give yes. him that. Um, I thought that it was an interesting choice to have this episode come so close to the end, especially when the housewarming party set up why Katya and Rebe and Guzman had an episode. Like when they showed yeah. up at Rebe's house and she was in that outfit and we like got to see her, like what you said, you watched this one right earlier so like that wasn't out of order for you but when she was at in the first episode when she was like yeah Ander and or uh, Omar tried to set me up with someone and then he tried to kill himself in the pool um and he's dying of cancer so like maybe you can call me later I was like what the fuck is she talking about and then when we saw it I was like oh yeah then I checked I was like did I watch him out of order it's like no <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting um yeah this was a very neutral episode for me. I thought it was really well written. Like I thought mm -hmm. Alexis's speech about kind of give like stopping chemo and doing all that stuff and mm -hmm. his like why he was going to stop treatment mixed with the like my family like has this ring, like the ring heirloom yeah. story I thought was just really well written and really well acted. Yeah. Um, but it felt to be like, maybe because- Andrew and Omar felt so like stable. It felt to me the, yeah. the most that I was like, why are we doing this one? Except for the plot hole. So this one filled the, this one bridged a good gap, I guess. Yeah, this, I mean, this to me is definitely the, the most one that I was like, this really is designed to be a short 
and mm-hmm. like it's the whole story and it should not have been a whole episode but like it was thorough like in what it was you know yeah like this one didn't make me feel anything but also seemed important yeah it was very sad it was very sad yeah it was very sad very well acted yeah omar was barely there um yeah i mean it's weird because coming off of two episodes that and i think maybe it also was because the main characters are coming back for season four so there was like they weren't rushing through a story right like they can pick up yeah with their relationship in like episode one so maybe that's why i felt so neutral about it because I was like, and also because, and I know I've already said this, but because they're the most stable couple in the land of elite, I knew we would get a lot of plot and exposition from them because they talk a lot. Yeah, they like, really <laughs> do. There's a lot of dialogue between them. Like they are like, whereas like Carla and Sammy like literally never talk. So like if we didn't no. do a mini episode from them, we would have never nope. known any of it. No. Um, but I think part of my problem too and I don't, I don't know if you felt this way, but like, I was so excited to get to the Carla and Samuel episode that I kind of was just like getting through this one to get to the next one. I was also a little bit disappointed about Nadia and Guzman. So it was just like in a weird part of sure. my binge. Yeah. Yeah. Did it, did I miss something that you? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. It was like a good one. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. So the last one, our last short story. Us. Carla and Samuel. Um, so Sam, <laughs> Samu attempts a big romantic gesture at the airport in order to persuade Carla not to board her flight to London. So this one felt the most earned as a fan. Yeah. I and debatably the whole series was just for this. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean mini series, all the rewriting, all getting everybody to sign on. It was just for this. <laughs> And this episode is the whole reason why we're having this episode. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. when I saw they were doing these, I was like, Carla and Samuel, I was like sending it to every person I knew who'd ever <laughs> watched Elite. I was like, we're going to fucking get an episode. Like we're going to finally get. I know. Instead of just like begging for scraps with them, which is like what we have to do the whole rest of the series. Like, I think the last time they had any screen time together truly was like season three, episode one. Yeah. And then the rest of it. And then like, obviously they had like kind of their big romance in season two, but even that was kind of a game of like, well, but that was when we like really shipped them. Yes. Yes. Is the thing. But so we ended season two being like, yes, hell yeah. They're our ship. Yeah. Let's go. And then season three was like, what the fuck is Carla doing? Yeah. And then she's not on the show anymore. So it was like, cool. I guess we're just like never getting a resolution. Yeah. So I'm actually really glad we got a resolution for them. I agree. I have like really no um, negative like feedback about this episode, except it bothers me how quickly they have Carla like flip into different people. Like she'll Mm. be nice, then she'll be a bitch. And then she'll be like, I just wish she was like a little bit more consistent, especially with Samu. Yeah. But um, what, before I keep just talking, what are your thoughts about it? The only thing that I found frustrating was like, I could not tell like the, the way that they fucked with the passage of time, I thought was really confusing. Like I could never tell how much time had passed. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because like the entire first segment takes place over the course of like 
30 minutes like maybe yeah not just at the airport yeah right they're they're just oh, seven hours because it was like no, her but like he's not with her for the whole seven hours he shows up when she's like waiting for her right but then they came on and they were like your flight's been delayed seven hours right. so like that was at the end of the episode of that segment oh i guess that's right that end of that so episode. everything yeah well Before that I, took place. I did laugh out loud at that timing though because she was like well i only have like three hours to my or two like two hours to my flight boards or whatever and then like boom the announcer comes on it was like this flight has been delayed seven hours and i was like lol like oh my god i just bust out laughing i was like okay here we go that's what this episode is so. Yeah. See, I think where I had an issue with the way the characters were written in the Nadia and Guzman one in the relationship, this one felt like the actual characters, like they wanted to be together, yes. but like they couldn't. And they were both like equal assholes. Like it wasn't like yeah. Samu was like doing all this stuff. Like he left her and she had to find, like, they like seem to be a match on all things, except they'll never work. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a world in which they could actually date. Like, I don't want them back together on the show now. Oh my gosh, really? No. I feel like not being able to make it work is like a fake thing. But like, even down to the fact that like, she's always going to have more money than him and always going to be an asshole about it. And he's always going to feel like he's like her charity case. Like, I just don't think. but until like maybe one day he won't. Yeah, he just is kind of a bummer. Not make it work is such a like, high school argument and like they maybe just need to grow up a little bit I don't know I'm not saying that like definitely they have a chance but I don't know I mean obviously they are not going to be together again within this show's world but yeah I don't know I just think how quickly they both like scream at the other one would not make a healthy relationship long term like when she cleaned up children when she cleaned up her stuff and then he left her like nine voice memos in like a three second period, I kept yelling at my TV being like, yeah, she could just gone. Like she didn't leave you. Like they're so quick to assume that the other person is going to hurt them. That's why I don't think they'll work. Like, that's what I mean yeah, by like, they can't work. Also like volatile, volatile. Started. Wow. It's very rare that I think a ship won't work and you think they will. <laughs> I know. You're usually the more logical one than, than me. Well, because the thing for me theoretically is right. Like they really did like give it a chance and they really did last like what a week. That's like so short. No, they lasted like, seven days. Yeah. But like they were living together and yeah. like compared to before when they've never given it a try, it just, I don't know. It, it seems like it, it, that was also like, I mean, I know it was sort of like magical thinking, of them but it I mean it wasn't for nothing you know no I'm know. like glad they kind of let the relationship run its course and like me as a fan as someone who like loved them so much I'm okay if elite continues on without them being a couple like yeah, I know I, in the preview Samu's gonna hook up with someone in season four and like I'm okay with that as someone who like shipped them so hard now yeah no if well, we hadn't got this I'd been like what's like for me <laughs> for me I it was just nice that Samu finally got somebody yeah because I am a fan of him and yeah um unless I fucking just like dis actually we season okay so season four I won't talk about but the only thing I will say is that four 
is only the first semester of their, of like senior year round two. Oh, that's smart. Like so, for the show to like, yeah, have to more stretch it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so season five is going to be the back half or is going to be like the spring of that school year. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. And maybe that is why I'm like a little bitter, but they really didn't give us a Carla replacement. Not really. Yeah. In my opinion, obviously like there are new characters being added to the show and maybe you guys will see something that I, that I didn't, but it does just feel like, I don't know. Her and Lou really struck a balance of being like beautifully unattainable, but like flawed characters Mm -hmm. that were so needed on the show. And I think bringing in Rebe kind of filled the like Lou shaped, like whole of being like sassy, but also like genuinely not a terrible, terrible person, but I can see how Carla, like if- was a good friend and Rebe is a good friend, yeah. Yeah, and like I can, I I obviously don't know, I haven't watched season four yet, so. Yeah. But I think Carla would be a hard character to replace because I think it was so much the actress. Yeah, well, I just mean like Like some other love interest for Samu that- Doesn't suck. Doesn't (laughs) suck. Um, better issues let's be clear but it just just feels so much like we're back to square one I guess yeah I um I think my favorite part about this episode for them was the fact that they did acknowledge that it might not be forever versus the like Nadia and Guzman who were like we'll be forever together like we'll do it on the phone blah 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 stuff where it was like what if I don't ask you to basically marry me what if I just keep asking you to not get on the plane like that right. to me was very romantic. Yeah, no, like, no, not no, just no. to they, me. It was just like they, a very romantic. Yeah, sentiment. the romance in this one was definitely the best. So like, good for them for putting all of their their, they their put romantical all their COVID brains testing. together for this episode. Yeah, everything that we didn't get in the Nadia Guzman one for people that stayed together, we definitely got in this one, even though they broke up. And yeah, they're. I mean, they're so, you know dramatic and passionate with each other it's hysterical but yeah her her being yeah the I just want you to ask me every day mm-hmm. and if, like you know not to get on the plane today whatever yeah and like that's kind of like you and I've talked about this in our just I think I think you and you and I probably have we talk all the time but like about and we might have talked about it on the podcast but how there was like now I can't remember any of the facts. So this is definitely, I heard that I read somewhere um, statement about like, wasn't it like Spain that put in, that was going to do a law where it was like marriages were only like five years and then you had to like renew them. Yeah. I don't um, know if any of I think it was true. Spain. But so if- It might have been three years. I've always, and I know, I don't think it ever like came to fruition, but um, to my knowledge, I don't think that's a thing. But like, there is something romantic about like continuing to choose someone- yeah. But in wording it in a way that's like an action that both parties can do. Like I ask you don't get on the plane. Like right. both parties yeah. are then making a decision versus like you never asked me to stay, like whatever. And so I really enjoyed that part of it. I also think that their character, while he's like so like broody and mean, I like that she's like not intimidated by his like like broody lonely boy kind of aesthetic like when they were playing the like drinking game and she just like started to take like 
she just like started cheating at the drinking game and being like, fine, I just won't answer any question mm-hmm. because then I'll be naked and we can just have sex like I want. But like, we'll yeah. like do it your way, just the wrong, we'll just do it. Like, I'll just fuck it up basically. <laughs> right, of course. Also her outfits are so problem. cool. That yeah, like pink, awesome. like full set that she was wearing at the fucking airport. Insane, yeah. And like those heels, I was like, good Lord. I know. So how did you feel about the big conflict at the like country club-esque restaurant? Because that was confusing to me. I also was confused. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it was sort of inevitable. Like it was sort of like a slow moving train wreck, right? I was just like, okay, well here we go again, like relapsing into their old ways almost, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, when she was like, you can't let people speak to you like that. I was like, you would be a rich person at this restaurant. How would you feel if your waiter spoke back to you? Like he, like the customer is right. Like this is service industry. Like it showed me like, and I think they probably did it to be like, this is how different their worlds are. And this is just at 18 yeah. or 19 or however old they're supposed to be. Um, but I was just like so mad that she was acting like such a brat. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, just don't go to his work. Right. You're going to his work. Like, what did you think was going to happen? But then having one fight and he was like, fine, like, fuck you too. Then I'm glad you left. We would have never worked. And then I was thinking like in Spain, do they have fancy phones where you can just like delete a text without someone seeing it? When he just like know. unsent that stuff. I was like, how did you like retract that message? Oh no. Um, but I will say all of that did make the end scene with her leaving him the voicemail feel like really full circle because we knew Uh, as an audience member that he was already there too yeah like both parties had like decided to start the relationship together and end the relationship together Uh whereas I think one of the problems that they had in season two is that like she maybe liked him earlier and he was just Mm. trying to get information about the murder and then what a weird ass sentence to say about a teen show (laughs) and then by the time he started having feelings for her she had realized that he was only using her yeah and so they were never really on the same page like they both liked each other but they never like really admitted it because it would have Uh been a weakness to their thing right so in this episode it was like they both like came to the table being like we like like each other a lot and we're gonna try yeah. And like when it didn't work, it was both like, he's not going to chase me to the airport and I'm not right. like, she's going to get on the plane. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I so mean, it, was, yeah. It, it was a very earned episode as a, as a viewer and fan of the show. Yeah. It, it, it is a really rare, just such an existence is so rare, you know, that like we do get a resolution on a couple that the fans were obsessed with like when have we ever really gotten that I don't think any of this has ever happened because I feel like even in like the when they do like movies or pick up for a final season like this is the first time where I felt like um like it wasn't fan service right like they didn't have them like get together and stay together and it'd be easy but also it was like we didn't we do have a story to tell about this couple and like we want to do it and the fans want to hear it and we did get them to, to, I mean, they were together. Right? Yes, yes, yes. It wasn't just them, you know, stuck on the side of a road because the bus broke down. Like, but, like, the fuck. but like they have done that with us before with like Christian where he just like disappeared off the face of the earth yep. and we never saw him again. Never saw him again. <laughs> Whereas like this actually gave, 
I also think Carla's season three story. She got cheated out of she got, uh-huh. She pulled really the short stick. She didn't really have any scenes with like her, like the OG cast. They were all with her dad or the new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she was like doing pills the whole season. And like, yeah. she was high the whole season. She was high the whole season. And like, what and whatever but He's basically so this, an extra in everyone else's story yeah if i was not even a character with lines no yeah she had like she would just like show up and like glare at someone and like walk out of the room yeah like, maybe like i guess carla's here or, silently with everyone else yeah so if i were esther the actress who plays carla i would be really happy that like i got yeah. to do that send off to my character too so Bye. moving on really quickly we're gonna knock out some stats, which I think we've probably said throughout, but just in a more concise way. So if out of the elite short stories, what was your favorite character, relationship, and episode? So my favorite character is, I mean, my favorite character of this show is Rebe, but um, it was just so nice to see Carla again that I think I'm just gonna have to pick Carla because it's the last time we're gonna see her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my favorite episode was Guzman, Katia, Rebe, for sure. Yep. That one is the most fun. Um, and what was the other one? Your favorite relationship. Oh. Um, I love that Rebe has decided to like fold Katia in to the friend mm-hmm. group. Like that was such a thing that only she could do and such an olive branch and I mean her saying the thing of like we have to stick together like you know we lost a bunch of people and you know yada yada and so it seemed like you know realistic and also like just like a nice thing to do instead of keeping her on the outside for like a third season right like how much how long can she really be the outsider and like still hanging around especially since she's not a student anymore Right. Well, and I think it was so smart to do that because one, Rebe is the only one who like really didn't give a shit about Polo and really didn't give a shit about Marina. And so yeah. like, she didn't know her and uh-huh. she didn't really care like for him all that much. So right. being like, I'm now the bridge. And so Guzman and Katya now have permission, AKA to be yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. She was like really like a big equalizer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked that. I also liked that there's like no like romantic tension between Katya and Rebe, which I think also, er, and also Rebe and Guzman. The three of them. The three of them, it was like very platonic, like best friend energy. And I know we're not going to get that more in season four, but I would really um, be that. I wouldn't be mad if that was like, they all randomly live in like a dorm together. Like I would be okay. Um, But yeah, it was a really, I think between, so my favorite character was Guzman. I love him more than I did before, but I agree now that we've talked about it. Like Rebe should definitely be, like Guzman or Rebe is like my favorite character. Look, I'm going to go down with the ship. My favorite relationship was Carla and Samu. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm not saying I don't want them to be together. I don't think they will be, but like, I will go down with that fucking ship. I loved it. And then my favorite episode was the Guzman, Katya and Rebe episode. I mean, it was just arguably so the best yeah. episode. Um, so good. So, so if, do you have a single best scene from the short stories? Yes. So my single best scene is from Guzman Katya Rebe when um, Rebe or when Katya, the the way to get the robbers away is to pretend that she's murdered them, which (laughs) would be funny, like just on its face. Like if you just watched a short story and you had no context for these characters, right? Like it would be funny. 
Uh Um, but of course it's like extra wink nod funny because they do like her boyfriend did actually murder someone (laughs) (laughs) and also himself was murdered so like there's just like a lot of murder going on in this group and like covering up of said murder Mm -hmm. the fact that and like so so that right the dynamic like also she's like a known liar is hilarious right that's this, one of the things the fact I that she's, right a known liar next we've got the fact like the scene where they're covered in nail polish which at the end guzman goes how do we get this off and i was like lol what a boy question and i was like you got that's gonna be on you forever mm-hmm. um but covered in the nail polish and cocaine the coke you <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. looked insane and the fact layer cake number three that she was so high on mushrooms and when she started crying for her mom she like convinced herself that it was all real mm-hmm. like it just like everything about it was <laughs> so good and just like chef's kiss like everything I completely agree I knew when neither one of us brought it up <laughs> in the episode overview that it was going to both be our single best scene yeah. because it just really was so fuck it was like every layer like it was like equal parts funny and heartbreaking mm-hmm. like at the end whenever Rebe was like man you're good at this like you should keep lying and she was like no I'm never doing it again like this was mm-hmm. terrible I'm never lying again and I also so, don't be a drug runner for your mom <laughs> yeah like also I'll just be a fucking janitor like this I can't do this like the stress of lying for this like the whole thing it was just like the highs and lows yeah, no, for sure. It, it was very a good, even like nod throwback to Kache and Polo showing up at Rebe's Halloween party as Jackie and, and a shot JFK. Yeah, yeah. They definitely take the most liberty with Katya's character, which I'm glad to hear. Like, I think moving forward, that will be less annoying. Like yeah. now I wonder in like it doesn't happen with a lot of shows but some shows like once you like kind of start loving a character you can go back and like find the good in them earlier yeah you know like once you know the big secret or whatever like when I rewatched it with my sister I was like oh Katya's not as annoying she just doesn't have money so like when this blows up it's gonna be funny and like I'm not trying to figure out the mystery Mm. so um I just oh my god I thought it was so fun I also was like I couldn't really figure out how they were gonna work their way out of that you know what I mean? Like they had made the stakes so big with like the kidnappers there or like the drug dealers or whatever they were supposed to be. And like, I kept thinking they were going to make it out like a drug vision and they kept not. And so I was like, how are they going to oh, work? Right. Like they had just hallucinated them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, I kept thinking it was or like be, a like, home alone. Type or like an Omar and Andrew were actually there or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or the guests they had invited. So I kept being like, how right. are they going to work their way out of this? And so I love that they just went bigger. Yes. Like instead of it being like her mom, friends uh-huh. or something being like we're here like you know us uh-huh. it was like no like we're actually here to kill you but yeah like, you're good so okay. I mean and again I just think the writers are so good it's just so crazy to me that they made that the first episode I know it should have been the last one for sure at <laughs> least it should have been I, I would watch a whole spinoff on just those Carla. yeah I, know. <laughs> I would watch a whole spinoff on just those three characters well and yeah. like in hindsight those in the way doing drugs in the way they like released it, it doesn't make sense that they sandwiched the Nadia and Guzman and the Omar, Andrew and Alexis together because it's like just the sad people. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, love. I think this is our first 
single best scene crossover. Yeah. If I had another single best scene, it would be Carla leaving the voicemail for Samu. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, probably that was, was my favorite. Or honestly, I was going to pick this one and I didn't really want to pick it. Alexis telling the story about his, the family right. heirloom ring and everybody getting yeah. it at 18 and his dad giving it to him at 17 and like, he's good. And then like leaving it for, for Ander, but n- nope. Katya pretending to have murdered Rebe and Guzman on the floor covered in cocaine and nail polish mm. while the robbers are like, you got a lot going on here. We're just going to leave. Right. Like, <laughs> this is actually worse than what we were going to do. So bye. <laughs> um, so, um. okay. Do you have a recommendation for the people this week? Oh, I forgot that that was something we did. Um, have you been listening to a song? Have you been following Alabama Rush on TikTok? Oh my God, fuck Alabama Rush. I want them off my TikTok. Every right time now. I see it, I just think all these girls look so optimistic and so hopeful. And like, I just hope they get what they want because it's such a brutal process. I That's what I think. I mean, you went to a, a bigger school where Rush was a bigger deal, but like, I just remember how heartbreaking it is. See, for me, I just think- wow I'm so glad we didn't have TikTok when I was mm-hmm. in college that is where my brain goes every time I'm like I am so I mean like I've been glad for ye- like so the year after I graduated so it was like we were gone gone there uh two influencers like these twin big name influencers uh from Texas uh rushed Kiowa Baylor and like it made the national fucking newspaper, like the national Kayo newspaper that these girls mm-hmm. had gone Kayo. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, I am so glad I didn't have to deal with fucking influencer PNMs. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like being like, oh, her follower count is like 300,000. What an, you already so much of this shit about Russia superficial, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, that's what I was thinking. Like, I feel bad for the girls stupid. who just like want friends. That's right. It, now it just seems like the gulf is wider, right? It's like you have to be like well connected and from a big school where people know who you are, and you have to have like this big following on Instagram. And like, I'm not sure if that's true. It's got to be at least somewhat of a factor. And like, that well, would Rush be, already it seems like it would be even more. Rush already feels and, like you're walking through with like your net worth and like your like measurements across your body like that's what it already feels like whether you acknowledge it or not right you're like okay my shoes like whatever so then to have it be like oh there's girls that I'm going through rush with that are like going on and being like okay this top is from here this thing's from here these shoes are golden goose it's like man they're like literally flaunting their wealth like the things in your head I don't know the whole thing no for sure and like seems like it would fuck with your the mental health aspect of it yeah I can't imagine like and like yeah, our good days were like 70s theme and everybody was just like wearing like head it's like if you're like the the level of like day-to-day I also just feel so bad for back office but like the day-to-day like setup is just so massive mm-hmm. like the themed days mm-hmm. they have like five sisterhood days like it just is so big there's it's so, so much. many people go through yeah I mean our our my rush was four days ours was Six, I think five or six because day one was five because you had two days yeah that's what I would have guessed yeah, but day one was two days philanthropy day house tour and then pref pref so yeah ours was ours was five two when I was going through um but 
I just think like, it's not, it's like the least glamorous thing I've ever done in my life. And it looks so glamorous. And if I was in college right now, looking on TikTok and seeing other girls going through rush doing that, I'd be like, I'm going to quit. Like, this is not for me. Well, I, I'm not <laughs> and sure. I loved my sorority. Like I don't have any bad memories of it. It just wasn't this. I'm not sure if as a PNM, I would be more stressed out than if I was a college senior. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I would be the most afraid because almost if you're already a college freshman, you're already there, right? Like there's only so much you can do. Like you can't mm-hmm. overnight yourself some golden gooses, right? Like I mean, maybe you can, but like, it seems like maybe the ship has already like left the train on that. But like for anybody who's in high school, it just seems like such an impossible. Oh, like, you mean a high school senior? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 yeah, a yeah high yeah. school senior. No, no, I got you. I mean, as a college senior, does... I would be thinking like, I'm just so fucking done. Like I'm and exhausted. Like... I'm tired. I don't care. Okay, like I'm yeah. out. Like well, senior year, you're so out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. College seniors don't give a fuck. High school seniors give every single fuck. Like they, they've got a lot to give and um, it just seems pretty stressful, but I, and Rush just... already is so stressful. That's yeah. the thing. It's like adding TikTok on top of it. Also, I hate also the reaction videos to Bama TikTok. TikTok. Mm-hmm. So like the people that are like day one of being on Bama TikTok, like day two after two yeah. days. And I'm like, this isn't funny. And by the end, they're like, have like this accent and like, are like my earrings are sheen and like bubble. I'm like, this isn't funny. Like it's yeah. not. I do laugh. There is one girl who I've seen who's done it, who she'll be like, this is from, so whatever. She just like goes through the whole thing. And then she'll be like, this is my ring. It's from my Mima. She died, but I think it's cute. <laughs> oh my god! Because that's my favorite part of the girls doing their wardrobe. Because they'll be like, "This is my jewelry. It's normal." Like, yeah, it's like they've like forgotten. So Kendra Scott's actually like kind of capitalized it on the thing, and she's done like a little TikTok of being like, "Here's normal jewelry," and it's like you know, like a gold bracelet and like a whatever. Um, it is like a wild phenomenon and one similar to like how I felt when people talk to me about like the TV show Friday Night Lights or um, anytime like there's like a mom for something. Mm-hmm. And I really am reminded of like how different our upbringings in the like in Texas are compared to people or like in the South or like people who went to these like big 12 or whatever schools no, compared to people who are like, yeah. yeah, the SEC compared to people who are like on the coast. Mm-hmm because none of the stuff that they were doing it just seemed bigger to me it didn't seem different yeah like it just no, seemed I like, like like I was rolling of, my eyes at all that's the thing yeah, it's like yeah. I'm rolling my eyes at it I don't I'm not find like, it fascinating I find wow. it sad no because yeah, also like wow yeah because also like it's just the whole I don't know the whole thing of it like, is I see their stuff and it's like like, and I try to, I do not watch the videos. Cause I'm like, I want these off my for you page. Like algorithm do not come for me. So it's like, I'm just like swinging through them so fast, but it's like any time, you know, they're like, and this is my, I'm like, yeah, I know. We also had rush shirts and like ours looked better than that. And like our outfits were such, it's like, I, they, they had a day that I was like, what the fuck is this day? They were wearing like Lululemon shorts and like a t- like a tank top. I was like, what is this day workout day? I don't, it was called like congregation day or conf conventation or combination. I was like, what is that? Like the day where you go to like work week orientation. Yeah. Not Yeah. Maybe nobody's like, I don't, maybe it's like where you go and get your thing. Well, I I don't know. That has a problem where they have a lot, a lot of girls that go through and not a lot of chapters. Yeah. Well, I I think that's why they rush so long. 
I did see one girl who was on, on like the Bama TikTok, who was an RA and she was like, what you don't see is mm-hmm. that like, we get, did you see that one where she was like, I, as an RA got letters being like, these girls like got placed in this house you know, done it, all this stuff. And then it was like, this girl didn't get anything. Like, please go buy her room mm-hmm. like every three hours to ensure she hasn't like hurt herself. Jesus. And it's like, that's the part that I think, you know, we, and that is so difficult because I remember like Ole Miss had to push their recruitment back so that people wouldn't drop out when they didn't get the house they wanted. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think this is just putting such a bigger like spotlight on the Greek system. and. I think right now it's like all fun and games, like, and just like any trend, it's going to flip in the opposite direction and be like ripping the Greek system apart. Um, like well, anything on the internet, all Greek good things come down. Always, yeah. I mean, since the internet's existed, Greek life has kind of been under fire because it is so questionable. But there, there is, okay, so there's a guy way before Bam and Tech Talk. Um, there is this black guy who impersonates like, rush like men's rush and it's very funny um (laughs) like it's I can't remember what his setups are Mm -hmm. but it's very funny um and I I honestly don't really watch them anymore because they are all kind of the same and I'm like no Vic this is such a douchebag like frat boy energy to me but he like nails it like so if you ever see him come across your for you page, he's very funny. I wish I could remember what his name was, but I don't know anybody who I follow in TikTok's name. So sorry to all of them. <laughs> um, so my recommendation for the people this week is a book I read recently that I loved um, called People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. It's just a cute, it's like a really, really good beach read or fall read. I mean, I think it can be applicable to any time because it's about vacations. Um, so I loved it. And actually, Sophie, I equal parts think you would like and not like it because it is like super rom-com heavy, but also it's like all travel based. So like each different summer, they like go somewhere else, depending on the amount of money they have at the time. But yeah, it's a sweet love story by an author that like I have, I think I also recommended a book of hers beach read a few months, like in one of our last episodes. So big fan of this author, big fan of this book. Definitely think people should watch it, read it. How, is it long? Um, it's like maybe three hundred pages. Not super long. Not too bad. Um, the next time I see you, you can borrow it. Okay, cool. like. Um, um, I read occasionally, even though there is this book that I've been trying to finish for almost. It's a almost one year anniversary of me trying to finish this book. So, what book is it? It's called Boomtown. It's about. It's like a, a fiction, nonfiction. It's nonfiction. It's um not about fake. Oklahoma City oh yeah well that like, doesn't exactly sound to be like extremely riveting um I mean <laughs> it's pretty good it's about it's like two storylines one is present day about the thunder it's like written by the reporter who covered the thunder for like a decade or whatever and then the other plot like is the like, basketball team yeah yeah the basketball oh, okay team. um and then the other plot like the the second like running it's like they alternate chapters um the other story is like the history of oklahoma city so it's like half thunder basketball like super thunder basketball heavy and then the other half is like 
long ago history. Yeah. Uh, what I've realized with books like that is that if they're good enough, they usually get turned into a docu-series that I can just watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, do- like Dope Sick, which like that scares the shit out of me, but it's going to be a TV show. So I'm like, well, I'll just well, watch it instead of read it. Um, well, then there you go. Um, okay. That's, okay, a good, well, that's a good beach read. So take that with you this weekend. Okay, cool. Just read about the Oklahoma uh, City. Yeah. You know, I, that's where I'm going to the beach this weekend. Um, well, okay. Thank you everybody so much for- yes. For joining us we are going to cover elite season four in a few weeks so that gives you plenty of time to binge either all of elite or or just season four um it is all out on netflix next week we are actually going to cover schmigadoon which is also a show that you definitely can watch in one sitting each episode is only 30 minutes and there's only three of them so basically it's just a movie and and it's um, deli- it's so good and also sorry so so fun. don't forget our news that we've probably already talked about but starting in season three single best scene will be every other week so we'll let you know what we're watching so that you have time to binge it in the week mm-hmm. before so you can you can listen before we release. So you'll have a full week to watch Schmigadoon or two weeks before we release it. Yes. But highly recommend Schmigadoon. If that could have been my recommendation, it would have. I mean, same. So good. <laughs> it's it's a show I started so casually and now could quote. So yeah, no, I think I'm gonna and watch it for like a third full time this week. So yeah, no, I I I think I am too. We're literally like planning our Friday night plans around it. So. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it releases on Friday nights and I have watched it live every Friday night. So. Oh my gosh. Amazing. But all right, guys. Well, we will see, see you, you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.